Hello and welcome to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. I'm Catherine Tomlinson and I founded Oxford Clay, an eco-conscious pottery company. So on this podcast, we're gonna be talking about all things pottery related, often with an eco-conscious twist, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's go. Hello, welcome back to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. Um, today I wanted to talk to you about um, what is eco-conscious pottery? <laughs> because um, it's quite, it's like a broad, very broad term and I just think it'd be probably quite good just to kind of talk about um, the different ways, the different aspects and different kind of areas that pottery can be eco-conscious, potentially. Um, Okay, so um, this is probably just going to raise like loads of questions rather, <laughs> rather than like giving any answers, but I'm just going to kind of go through all the different parts of pottery that can be potentially kind of transformed, you know, into like a more kind of eco-conscious um, practice, basically. Um, okay, so the first thing that we'll look at is um, materials. That's the most kind of obvious thing is like pottery materials. So an eco-conscious pottery practice will be thinking about, um, you know, what are the materials that are being used? Where do they come from? How far away do they come from? You know, how much, um, you know, carbon emissions are used from extracting them from the earth? How much is used in processing them or and haulage, you know, getting them to me? Um, so, you know, it could be things like um, if you're thinking about, you know, an eco-conscious uh, part of that could be like maybe choosing materials that are like closest to you or that are mined in. Um, it could be like countries where like the energy mix of the country is, you know, from renewable sources rather than fossil fuels. Um, it could be uh, thinking about like who is mining your pro your products, your weight, your kind of um raw materials so it could be you know are artisanal miners mining some of your uh, pottery materials and that's people who are mining uh, self-employed miners you know in, in in the informal mining sector so they're working in kind of like dangerous hazardous conditions um, or are like commercial companies mining um, your raw materials and what kinds of environmental, you know, uh, degradation has happened um, in terms of like those materials being mined. So it could be looking at like the uh, like the kind of regulation of an area, like how is the environment, how are people protected in that region? And what are the civic structures in place to kind of like protect um, and hold people to, uh, you know, hold companies, hold people damaging the environment, you know, to account. Um, yeah, so, okay, so in terms of materials, um, that those are the kind of main areas to cover. And then um, there's another part, which is like tools. So um, like pottery tools, you know, pottery tools are like essential to like our, you know, work, our practice. And, um, but it's quite easy just to kind of forget about the fact that like, you know, tools, again, tools are like manufactured, you know, what are they being manufactured from? Um, you know, where are they being manufactured? So if you take, for example, really standard pottery tools, such as like paint brushes, 
Um, you know, you can look at things like, could you use synthetic paintbrushes rather than, you know, ones made with animal hair? So quite a lot of paintbrushes are made with animals in the fur industry, you know, um, so it's kind of just looking at like, you know, are there alternatives available to the kind of maybe art brushes that you, uh, are, you know, potentially using that are made with animal hairs? Um, it could be things like thinking about the type of sponge that you use. This might seem like really like quite random but a sponge is probably I would say a potter's almost like most important tool um uh yeah <laughs> I was thinking of doing a whole episode of sponges and I decided against it <laughs> oh, no, too much talking about sponges <laughs> probably can't talk about sponges for a whole episode but just to mention the sponges there are kind of three main types of sponge there's a kind of, you know, there's ones made of plastic, um, then there's ones made of cellulose fiber, and then there's ones made of, you know, um, marine sponges, like a nap, it's like an animal. So, and it's the skeleton of the animal. So, um, you know, they're basically um, taken from the sea and then the animal dies, and then that's the skeleton of the animal. Um, that's the natural marine sponge. And lots of potters use marine sponge because, it's very soft, um, but cellulose sponges, which are made from plants, they biodegrade, they're very easily available, they're very cheap. You, know, you can get them in like the supermarket, hardware shop. Um, those are the sponges which I use. I think they're really good. I think they're a really good alternative to natural sponges because they are like not quite as soft as a natural sponge, but they just do, you know, just as good a job in my opinion. Um, yeah, so you know, so there's so there's lots of things around tools. You can have, sort of have a think about like where are my tools coming from, who's made them, you know, where are they derived from, basically. Um, so okay, yeah, and then there's the next area of pottery, eco-conscious pottery potential, uh, is um, practices. So um, you know, so think about a cast like the eco-conscious you know lens would be things like how much energy am i using in my practice for certain certain things so if you think about like say like you have an electric kiln it could be like is my kiln um energy efficient um could i be doing like less firings like fitting more stuff in the kiln could i be not firing things that i probably won't you know want down the line um it could be could i could i fire things less you know with um maybe like a raw glazing technique um which order like another whole episode on raw glazing um which is an amazing practice so you basically don't do a bisque firing um and uh, yeah, so kind of energy use, you know, is there anything else I can do to save energy? Am I using things like, you know, a lot of like a, a lot of heating or something that I could let dry naturally that I'm trying to dry quickly? Could I just leave a bit more time? Um, so that's something to consider. Um, and then, you know, there's other things like water use as well. Could I be recycling water? Um, collecting rainwater um you know from the from the roof and uh use it, using that uh, in my practice so um yeah so there's loads and loads of different things um so yeah avoiding wastage is another thing that you can um that you can you can do you know if you just uh think about like sort of the energy it's taking to like reclaim your clay and stuff you know is there anything you can do that would like um, just kind of, you know, use less offcuts or, you know, save yourself like materials or anything like that. Um, 
Yeah, so um, yeah, so I hope you've enjoyed this episode on eco-conscious uh, pottery. So you can see with eco-conscious pottery, it's like there are so many things that we can apply uh, to pottery. And, you know, it, you, you can do like one thing, or like one tiny thing, or, or, you know, just try and basically apply a kind of eco-conscious approach to like all of our stuff, you know, or, or not. You know, it's like, um, I think sometimes it's just like kind of... Um, like knowing, you know, how to make a change is like really fantastic. You know, then you can kind of like decide whether or not to like input any changes if you want to or not. Um, and sometimes I do think, you know, not knowing information, I definitely found that was a barrier when I first started practicing pottery. I just didn't really even know where the materials came from. Um, so if you if you if you're really interested in this, you want to learn like more. Um, basically, I've spent a long time researching eco-conscious pottery and potential changes that can be made uh, for potters. So um, there's there's I've made two ebooks really on this topic, and one is eco-friendly pottery. Um, sort of 30 simple ways to make your pottery practice more ethical and sustainable. And that just goes through the kind of main 30 um, ways I found that can be um, that can be really effective and really easy to implement as a potter um, in terms of like making, you know, your pottery more eco-conscious. And then um, there's another book which is specifically kind of um, aimed at um, people who are sort of like thinking about like maybe making their own glazes or just want to know more about the glaze materials they're using. Um, and so it goes through every um, uh, gla like glazing material that you you basically would put in a glaze and talks about like uh, good ones to use and maybe less good ones to use in terms of like socially, environmentally. Um, and that book is called Eco-Conscious Pottery Glazing. Make your own pottery glazes with minimal harm to humans, animals and the environment. So um, both of those books are available on the Oxford Clay website um, and also Amazon if you want um, like a paper copy as well. And the links are in the show notes. Um, yeah, so like there's loads and loads of ways, um, you know, there's loads of information out there. It's just it can be kind of like a bit confusing, like try and, you know, like find the information. But um, yeah, I've collected it all in those books and um yeah, like, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you on the next episode and have a great week and happy potting. So if you liked that and you're interested in learning more about pottery, eco-conscious pottery, tools and techniques for potters, there's so much for you on the Oxford Clay website. There's blogs, ebooks, e-courses, video courses, and I can't wait to see you there. So the website is www.oxfordclay.co.uk. Mm -hmm.